Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Franny Benali. This is Klaus Lundekvam. I'm Matt Letizier. Dean Hammonds here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush, and my co-host Ray Hunt at RayHunt84. Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, in that Number Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to inthatnumberpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of In That Number, a midweek extra for you. Episode 121. What title are we going with, Kevin? Well, first of all, it's episode 122. Is it? Oh, <laughs> shit, it is. You caught me. Um, Spot the mistake. Yeah, you keep me on my toes, aren't you? Exactly. Going with the Mar- Marcello attacks. I like it. From out of space. I like it. Um, anyway, Kevin, how are you this week? All right, yeah. Busy than I expected, and it's been absolutely Fucking baking last night. It was over 30 degrees on Tuesday Ouch. in in Moscow. What's going on? Yeah. Well, we've got proper winds coming through today and tomorrow. It's like 60 miles. Yeah, for dinner. Yeah, it's like 60 mile an hour winds. So it's quite a, it's quite a windy one. Wow. Yeah. We had a bit of wind last couple of days, but yeah, it's climate change for you. No matter what Matt says. 
Yeah, don't listen to his Twitter. Is he, is he still on Twitter, by the way? Yes. Yeah. And Parler, probably. Oh, God. Okay. Right. Um, okay. So, shall we get into some news then? Yes. This is ITN in that number news. Okay. ITN news then. We shall start with Theo Walcott. He has agreed that new deal in principle to sign permanently on two years. Um, that deal will go ahead when his current contract with Everton expires in the summer. Uh, are you happy with this one, Kev? Was it something? That, well, I mean, we were expecting it, weren't we? Yeah, I mean, last week we said it's pretty much, you know, done, agreed. But I suppose he can't actually sign the contract until he is out of contract with Everton. Exactly, yeah. And he won't be able to sign a new one until the window opens. Well, when, when can we officially start our ridiculous speculation about transfers? Uh, we can always start that. That's true. Start today. Yeah. Um, yeah, have you got any today? Um, well, I mean, a couple... Um, you were talking to me about Thomas Delaney. Yes, uh, Thomas Delaney from Borussia Dortmund. Uh, I don't know. Not too sure about this one. Would be nice, but I can't see it happening myself. Yeah, quite a high profile. And we've got Romeo, got Prowse, got Diallo. Diallo, Diallo yeah. And Lamina. Oh, yeah, Lamina. <laughs> yeah, Small I don't bump. know. He's 29 as well, and it's um, it's not really the sort of player that Ralph looks at, is it, age-wise? But he's but he's played in the Bundesliga. Mm, yeah, he's won things. According to Wikipedia, he's signed for Liverpool. Oh, is he? I saw on Wikipedia earlier that he signed for Saints. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's doing the rounds today, isn't he? Um, yeah. And also, Danny Ings uh, has been linked away again. Um, and I know we said we wouldn't talk about it until it's done again because I'm just fed up with it. But Man United, apparently, they've inquired. So, yeah, watch this space with that one, I think. Um, but another transfer room now. OK. Um, again, this time for a left back. So there might be some. It might be based in reality. But, um, yeah, Gillian Conan, Ivorian left back for Star Dreams. Oh, I can see it now, Kev. Conan the Barbarian. Guy, yes. <laughs> Sign him just for that. And the chance and the uh, ridiculous artwork for our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, it's um, it's a good a good one. But again, we're going to be hearing this all summer now, aren't we? And we're not going to be focused on the Euros. It's just going to be, who are we bringing in? That's all we're going to be doing. Yeah, looking at the Euros and then just speculating about which of the left-backs could uh, play for Saints. Yeah, <laughs> just just take a look at all of them. Um, are you done with, tra- with transfer news? Um, yes, you haven't got any more, have you? Nah, not now. Well, I mean, I could do more, but I don't want to. Um, che Adams' injury. Uh, he came off at half-time with a slight injury. Uh, Ralph has revealed it is a little bit of a groin problem. Um, you know, know that. Yeah, <laughs> tiredness um, creeping in, perhaps, maybe. Um, quick turnarounds of these games. He's featured heavily for club and country, and no doubt will want to stay fresh. Um, and injury-free for Scotland, so I don't know if he's going to be risked uh, on Sunday when you've got Oberfemi needing games. Yeah, and, and Ings, <laughs> potentially. Definitely, definitely needs games, yeah. Uh, and Romeo as well, as an update on him. Uh, a few people have hinted that he could be involved in some capacity this season still. Obviously, time's running out, there's only one game left, but he's been training hard all week. And who knows, he could pl- uh, possibly play uh, uh, at West Ham on Sunday. Might be on the bench, might come on for the last 20 minutes or so to end the season. Who knows? 
I'd I'd stick him in there and um, let Armstrong loose on the wings. Um, Kev, the, you, speaking of the Euros, there's um, a lot of squads have been announced already. Uh, we've seen uh, France have announced theirs, and Poland have announced their squad, and Jan Bednarek is a part of it. Hooray! So there's one. Um, and Steve Clark named his Scotland squad, and both Armstrong and Adams are in there too. So this is good news, yes? I've seen them line up against England, Croatia, Czech Republic. Uh, that would be very interesting. Will be. Will be good. Um, and whilst we're on the, the Euros as well, there's an um, Instagram article out today. Uh, if you want to give it a read, go for it. It's um, whether or not you think Danny Ings has got a shot at this. Now, Kev, I want to talk to you about this, whether you think he has or not, because... Out of all the you know players that are playing those attacking roles for England, I mean you've got quite a lot of them this year. I feel quite I feel quite good about the side because they're all young and they're all decent players. I mean we've got like Sterling, Rashford, Sancho, Greenwood, Grealish, Foden, Lingard, and they're all like the wide players and stuff. And obviously you've got Kane that plays through the centre. The way that Southgate sets up, he does these four three threes. So you know that Kane's going to be in the centre. You've got all those players that can play wide. But who's going to play as a backup to Harry Kane? You know, the options, you've got Dominic Calvert-Lewin, you've got Ollie Watkins, you've got Patrick Bamford, Tammy Abraham, Mikel Antonio, Callum Wilson, or Danny Ings. Now, out of all them, where would you say that Danny ranks in terms of Southgate's thoughts? Oh, I mean, Calvert-Lewin's going to be ahead of Ings. I think so. Um, but then it's a toss-up for the rest, I think. You don't think... So you think that Kane and Calvert-Lewin are going already? Let's just say that they're going already. Ollie Watkins, Danny Ings, Patrick Bamford, Tammy Abraham, Mikel Antonio, Callum Wilson. Do you think he's going to take any more central players? Not Tammy Abraham. He's not really getting the game time, is he? Well, you say that. Yeah, he's been injured like Danny. He's he's had a season blighted. But whenever he has played, I mean, he's matched Timo Werner's goal tally in half the games. That's impressive. It's very impressive. He's He's doing a job. Mikel Antonio's had problems with injuries as well, but and he offers us something completely different because he's quite um, an aggressive player like like Calvert Lewin is. And you could put him in as part of the front three. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't think Wilson's going to make it. I don't even think Danny's going to make it if I'm honest. Because I think right now, if I'm being honest, although Patrick Bamford has not got an England cap, I think he's ahead of them. I'm not so sure about Ollie Watkins either, because I don't forget Ollie, when Ollie Watkins came on, he scored on his on his, his England debut against San Marino. But then again, has he got international experience. But Danny Ings in his last bout in scores a, an incredible overhead kick, didn't he? Against Wales, yeah. Yeah. I mean that that was pretty much a, another debut, wasn't it, after so being so long out of the setup. It was his second cap, yeah. But I mean if he's going if Southgate's gonna take three, you feel Kane, Calvert Lewin are probably the top ones. Yeah. And then you just either Bamford or Ings. Not Watkins. <sighs> I'm not saying that if we take Bamford and Watkins. <laughs> I mean, Watkins has got 16 goals this season, five assists. That's incredible. Danny's got 13 and seven assists. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, on the one hand, I do want him to go on and see him do well um, and, you know, take that confidence back. But on the other hand, if he does go off and do well, then he's just putting himself in the shop window, isn't it? And running the risk of injuring himself as well. This is true. I mean, he's come back with a bang now, hasn't he? He come back with the best possible way he could against Palace. Um, he only had half half the game against Leeds and didn't really get enough to to to, to trouble Leeds. But 
I mean, just looking at the basic stats on, on, on all three of those, you know, you've seen the goals and assists, but looking at the XG of Watkins this season, this is all competitions, by the way. You're looking at 16. Uh, and Bamford, you're looking at 16.3. Danny Ings, 8. Mm. Mm, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, I think he's going to be overlooked, if I'm being completely honest. As much as, I mean, you've said it, as much as we'd love him to be there, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think it, but it's it's really sad because don't forget last summer he was a he was nailed on he would have been Kane's understudy. <laughs> yeah, or the other way around. Or the other way around, yeah. Well, because <laughs> Kane Kane was going in injured, don't forget. Mm-hmm. And Danny was flying last season, so yeah, I don't know. It's 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 tough for him. Yes, another call up, Caleb Watts. Remember him? Yes, yes, yes. I've seen this. He's been called up for the under twenty threes for Australia. Um, but uh, I just wanted to mention it because um, uh, the friendlies in Marbella against uh, Republic of Ireland, Saudi Arabia, Romania and Mexico. That sounds like a proper bender, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. And um, yeah, then should the Olympics go ahead um, in Tokyo, they've got Spain, Argentina and Egypt. But yeah, that, I'm, I'm, from what I've heard, it's you know, still not 100% that the Olympics are going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I'm right. I'm right there with you. I've not heard anything definitive yet. I think they've got a cut off, haven't they, to make the decision? Mm-hmm. That's quite soon. Though. And um, speaking of the Euros, um, St Mary's is going to host three Euro 2022 matches. That's right, the Women's uh, European Championships um, on July 7th, July 11th, and July 15th. And you've got a chance to buy tickets when they go on sale mid July this year. So. Oh, chance to watch international football at St Mary's. Great. Yep. And speaking of the women, Kev, uh, Saints women have been dumped out of the FA Cup at the fifth round stage by Super League's Birmingham City. Uh, they went 3 0 down, but put in a brave fight back with late goals from Caitlin Morris and Ella Pusey. And yeah, they left it, you know, left it really close at the end, didn't they? Left it, you know, close finish, but it wasn't quite enough. So mm. that was unlucky. Um, and then the, they also lost the Hampshire Cup final on yeah. penalties to uh, to them up the road. Sad. That's their 12th cup in a row now, did you know? What, them lot? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Do you have any more news, Kev, before we move on to Leeds? Um, that is it. This is Klaus Lundekvam, and you are listening to In That Number. Okay then, Kev. Leeds. Tuesday, the 18th of May. Uh, lost 2-0. Goals from Patrick Bamford on the 73rd minute and Tyler Roberts in the 5th minute of injury time. Uh, three changes from the Fulham win. Minamino, Redmond and Ings dropped to the bench. Teller, Walcott and Gineppo return. McCarthy actually making his 100th appearance with Saints. Three changes. Happy with them? Um, some of them were definitely expected. We knew that um, it's probably going to be Macca that's going to see out the season between the sticks. And Minamino, uh, in my opinion, has been a big flop. So whatever we are contractually obliged to see from him, I think, must be done. And I don't think we'll see him in the same shirt. Um, Taylor and Adams, interesting choice up front. Yeah, I think, I mean, Adams, I think they both needed to start, didn't they? It was it more of a, a case of shoehorning them in the players that need just to try and find somewhere for them to fit in? Well, give it Gineppo minutes mm-hmm. over Danny. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, but it did seem a little bit conservative. You know, that's not the best team, really, is it? No, it's not. But at the end of the day, they weren't really playing for much. And to be fair, first half, they were fantastic. Well, yeah. very good. 
I'd say very good. Um, but you know, despite the loss, it was it was great to see so many fans back. It was, you know, the start of normality, I suppose, isn't it? And they were loud. They did us proud. Um, and at one point, I thought they added the noise effects because, yeah, it sounded that loud. I thought it can't be eight thousand fans, can it? And then, yeah. I heard, and then I heard the chorus of "Wash your mouth." I thought, yeah, yeah, there's no way Sky are playing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's normally just I win the Saints, and that's it. Um, yeah, but you get to hear people swearing; it's brilliant. Um, yeah, when I switched it on, I could, I could, I was like, oh yeah, shit, the fans are back, and you can, you can, you definitely hear the difference. It's good, isn't it? It is so um, good. It's good feeling. It is, yeah. Um, but as I say, Kev, two 0 very disappointing considering the start. Well, and the first half, you know, altogether. Yeah, I mean, within, within you know, a minute or two, um, Adams manages to get a header in, tipped over by the keeper. It was kind of a weird ball that came in from Armstrong and took a deflection. Um, but, but, yeah, well, I thought, all oh, right, we're right in it from the beginning. Yeah, and, and Casilla, uh, the goalkeeper, hasn't started since January and only a second appearance of the season. And he saved them. Like, no, he saved them. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that front four, um, yeah, Adams, Teller, Gineppo, uh, well, okay, Walcott, less so, Armstrong was getting right in, in there. Um, yeah, they were all fine on all centres. It, it was looking good, and I was fairly confident, and then James Ward-Prowse puts the ball down for a free kick. That was, wow, I mean, just <laughs> uh, half an inch, and it would, probably would have bounced into the goal. Half an inch, and the keeper would have saved it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think he would have saved that much. I don't know. No, possibly not. I thought he did save it first, and then I looked at the replay and thought, "Oh my god," because it hit the corner, didn't it, of post and crossbar? Yeah, he was going in the right direction, but I don't think he would have got far enough. Oh, maybe not. Gone off his head. Maka, Kev. I mean, not the best game for him, but he did make one hell of a save from that Stuart Dallas volley. Um, towards the end for the the second goal as well, he, he saves the initial chance. Um, that Banford puts to him, but um, just yeah, falls short of uh, predicting that Roberts is just gonna. Yeah, I wonder, wonder what Roberts is gonna do with that. Hmm. If I stand yeah. here, uh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that save from from Dallas was was great, and it, it does look much better in slow motion because I think that was going in. That was a fine save. So there's there's the good things. There's also a moment I want to touch on when uh, Banford's one on one. Macca comes out, he hesitates. Yes. And then Bamford rounds him and there's contact, but he stays on his feet because he feels, I don't know, he gets, I guess he, he feels he can slot it away still. Vestigar yeah. gets back and puts it out for a corner. Nice, honest play from Bamford. It is nice to see. But his post-match comments, I don't know if you saw them, but he said about Premier League encouraging diving. Because, you know, yeah. if you're staying on your feet, you don't get the rewards. You know, when you were touched, I mean, he felt there was enough contact for him to go down. And I just think it proves that most of the time the player doesn't need to go down because he did that. And even Dave Merrington said on on Solent that in that situation, you would want your player to go down. Sorry, but that's cheating. If there's no need to go down, don't go down. I don't care if you're not getting the rewards for it. That's the way to play. Proper, honest football. It doesn't happen enough. But Yamaka doesn't get the ball. does look like a foul. Fine. That's, That's down to the referee, isn't it? Those referees have got to look at that and say, well... That, that's did, a penalty. They didn't look did, at it. Did VAR not even look at it? I, I guess not. Well, apparently he says that they did look at it and said there was nothing there. Well, okay. But um, if he goes down, do they then say the same thing? I think it influences the referee. 
there's no way I can. What you? So you're all for it? You're all for your your players going down like that? No, but until they start trying to stamp diving out of the game, they're never going to if they keep doing this. Well, I mean, yeah, if um, Bamford goes down in a situation like that and they say it's not foul and you get a yellow card for diving. I think then they'd think twice, but now is the way it is. No, they don't, though, because they do get yellow cards for diving, and they still do it. I can't remember the last time I saw one, mate. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Can you give me an example? I'm, I'm sure I saw one in the Palace game. It wasn't a yellow card, but he said it was a free kick the other way for diving. Yeah, but... Well, that happened in Kai Walker-Peters. He went down. He never gave him a booking for it, but he went, he went down, and... Um, it's the referee point. said, no, sorry, it's a, it's a free kick the other way. Yeah, but he's lost nothing there. The referee's going to dish out yellow cards for diving, then, you know, they're going to have to think twice before they do it again. Well, I'm pretty sure it's a rule still, isn't it, that if you get caught diving, you are going to get a book in. So they, they do know this. It's just referees need to do it more. There needs to be more. Yeah. That word, Kev, consistency with everything. They need to re- redo everything, don't they? VAR, handball's the biggest one for me, and, you know, this diving, it needs to be sorted. Yeah, like they did um, at the beginning of the season, they went zero tol- tolerance on handball. And that, well, look what happens there. Well, that backfired. But um, with diving, um, I think it should be the same way. If it's, it's, it's either a yellow card or a penalty, nothing in between. Yeah, that's fair enough. Fair enough. OK, but Bamford scored the goal, uh, the first one. Another terrible goal to concede, you know, over the top. Jack Stevens did nothing, put his arm up and waiting for a flag. Macca, I'm not sure what he's what he's doing. Um, he must have thought it was offside. But there's no, there's no way that Bamford should be scoring like that. It's just a terrible way to concede a goal. I thought it was undeserved as well because we were playing well up to, up to that point and we 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 got to stop switching off. We've got to stop those silly goals going in because it's a terrible because it was such a tight game and I felt like it was anybody's. And that just killed it. Yeah. Um, well, it was a tight game, yeah. It's sad. I mean, the, it, we get to about 60, 70 minutes, and then we don't have the energy to keep up that pace. That sounds familiar. Defence starts switching off. And, yeah, Maka here, I mean, Jesus. He just kind of stutters, doesn't he? he doesn't, he's neither here nor there. It's same with when, when he got rounded by, by Bamford. He was really, really hesitant. He's done it again here. I'd... That was the warning shot, wasn't it? I know what people are going to say is that he's just... You're going to get inconsistent form from the goalkeepers because they're in and out of the team. Uh, it's a chicken and egg situation, really, isn't it? Mm. Either mean, way, it's... it was a terrible, terrible decision. that he'd, I mean, he, he should have been out there because from that angle, Bamford shouldn't be scoring. He shouldn't be, no. It's not even the most difficult shot. I mean, he sort of hits it with the outside of his boot and then it goes in off his... Off yeah, a second more, and you'd have been able to deal with it. Yeah, and I think right up to that Bamford goal, I'd said to you at the time, I think it's anybody's, but I just don't think we did enough from 1-0 down. I still don't. I still stand by we did not do enough. I don't think we even looked like scoring from then. I, I know Ings had that volley on the half turn, which was created out of nothing. That's what Ings does. Um, and then there was that moment when Stevens, oh, my God, <laughs> had, the, had that header, that clear header. And just nudges it straight into the hands of Casilla. I've thought about this, Kev. Right? Mm-hmm. Is there a worse player in that eleven that that could have fallen to apart from Maka? Because um, I, I, I honestly can't think of it. If that had gone to any of the other nine outfield players, Redmond. they would have scored that. Even Redmond, even Walcott yeah. would have scored that. I just think Jack Stevens in that situation is the worst possible player that could have fallen to. But yeah, okay, I say I know it doesn't. We didn't look like scoring. Those were the only half chance. Well, Ings was a half chance. You can't really even call that. But 
but Jack makes something out of nothing. You're just trying to repeat that palace goal again. Yeah, and Stevens makes nothing out of something. <laughs> well, he makes a counter-attack for Leeds, that's what he oh, makes. That's what he did, yeah. But yeah, just, um, oh my goodness, that goal goes in. We got. I felt like we could have deserved a point. Yeah, I think it probably would have ended 1-0, wouldn't it? It would have done. But again, Kev, I don't mind chasing a game like that. When you're 1-0 yeah. down in the 95th minute and you're chasing a game and, you, and then you lose a goal, it doesn't bother me so much. Yeah, at least there was... You know, some the fans were invested in it right until the death. Yeah, and you know, at least we conceded whilst we were chasing. Yeah, it was you know almost the last kick of the game. Yeah, um, and we'll we'll discuss that goal quickly because Rafina plays the ball with the outside of his boot and it goes to Roberts. Uh, Browsey's off balance there, isn't he? And Armstrong comes back and actually wins the ball. Then he slips, uh, and then. Bamford has a shot, rebound falls back to Roberts, and it's just an easy one to to tuck away with, with Macca unsighted. I think he was staring at Prowse's arse at that point. Who wouldn't be? Well, well, yeah. As I say, yeah, I don't mind conceding another if you're chasing an equaliser, because there's nothing to lose at that point apart from a bit of pride. But, yeah, you lose 2-0 and, you know, sum it up, Kev. How, how did you feel? I felt disappointed, and um, I think Redmond coming on, he had so many chances that he just squandered in unbelievable fashion. I think when they go 1-0 up, we were probably destined to fuck it up from <laughs> Yeah. It's a shame because it, it started really promisingly and, you know, the, with the fans cheering them on again, I mean, they must have been feeling great. Yeah. Um, Leeds were finding it difficult in that first half. And, you know, although they did stretch us a bit, our defence was a bit all over the place at some points. But we, I think we were the better team in that first half. And oh, definitely, yeah. We had, how many was it? Uh, 18 shots. 18 shots in the whole wow. match. Nothing to show for him. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Better team in the first half, definitely. It was a tough one. Um, just didn't do enough in the end, I don't think. And, and Ralph said that Leeds found another gear that, you know, we yeah, couldn't. Yeah, good metaphor. I mean, but we didn't it, have enough left in the tank if we're going with the car metaphor. But that kind of sums up 90% of our opponents that we played in 2021, doesn't it? That's just yeah. it. Our first plan is, you know, dogged, hard to break down, harrying, pressing style, right in your face, not enough in the second half when, when teams can figure us out. It, it's not a coincidence that we keep losing games in second half. No, I think this is something that's probably not going to go away anytime soon. Oh, don't say that, Kevin. We've got a long but, summer now. Uh, yes, but, I mean, the thing is, I mean, uh, Leeds probably faced the same thing throughout the season that you know if you keep pushing and pushing and pushing like that um there are going to be moments where you're going to switch off or you're going to um have the other team get the better of you so i mean as long as we're the ones going ahead it doesn't matter but yeah. when we go behind it we can't pick it up it's yeah it's kind of tragic i think we need to re-strengthen in the summer oh big time because i mean the, the 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 way we're playing we we need a good rotation of players that we just don't have at the moment. Oh, I agree. We, we, we all know that our squad is too thin. Um, but it's it's not. I mean, we're only a few players away from from you know having a decent squad. I don't know though because our bench, yeah, our bench still seems like a crash at times. But that's because we've got a, an expanded bench. Mm, yeah, but it's not just that. It's it's just once you've got your eleven outfield players, you can't trust anyone off the bench. I mean, there's been a number of times I've looked at it this season and thought, right, who's on the bench that can come on and win us the game? 
There's not enough people there. Danny Ings was on it this time. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, look at look at our bench for this match, right? Um, Alundalu and Ferry. Okay, they're the two crash players, but we've got you know Forster, Bidnara, Minamino. Forster's not going to win you a game, is he? Well, you've got to have a goalkeeper on the bench, haven't you? <laughs> yes. Diallo, Ritmond, Ings, Oberfemi, Minamino. I mean, these are first team players, but no, right? It's not all that bad. Oberfemi, Oberfemi can get you something. Why didn't he come on? Why bring Diallo on? That was a weird one. I mean, I thought the logic behind it was the uh, Armstrong be free up Armstrong. Yeah, but, 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 but Armstrong was, was too knackered to do anything by the end of it. Anyway. Yeah, we we seriously need to look at things in the off season and it's, I mean it's not as if we don't know what's going to happen now <laughs> yeah yeah it will be linked with the left back and they'll end up going to a newly promoted team yeah. and uh, and we end up signing Minamino on a permanent yeah brilliant <laughs> um, man of the match for you Kevin Prousey I mean he's, he's normally consistently brilliant and uh, we did leave it out with the ITN news that he's been uh, voted with the player of the season yeah, he's my, he's my man of the match. I mean, he, he was giving me a semi, uh, my free kick. Um, there was more than my free kick, wasn't there? They, they were pretty sexual. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was just the, the engine keeping everything running. Yeah, he, he has been for so long now, hasn't he? Every attack just went through him. Um, okay, so I, I had two players written down and, uh, Ward Prowse was one of mine. Uh, but because you said, I'm going to go the other one, I'm going to go Armstrong. Mm. I just think he, him and, and, and Ward Prowse had similar sort of, sorts of games. They were all over the place. They they run themselves into the ground as usual. Armstrong had a lot of space and time on the ball, more so than, than Ward Prowse did. And when he when he had that, he was moving forward to good effect. He was putting balls in the box. We saw that cross um, uh, to, to Shea Adams. Um, he did his job getting back as well as, as he always does. I, I like him in this central role, to be honest. Um, but only until Romeo comes back, I think I want to see him more more attacking down the flanks. But yeah, I'm going to give it to Stuart Armstrong. Okay, fair play. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, he always seems to be the most energetic player in the first few minutes of the match. It's, it's always him involved. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, when he when he gets the ball early on, and we, you know, when there's hope still at nil nil, <laughs> yeah. he he does seem to to be the only player that can get it, get me off my seat. Well, him and um, and Danny, of course, but Danny wasn't playing. Hi, I'm Matt Letitier, and thank you for listening to In That Number. Okay, extra time, Kev. No away game to preview because we've already done it. Yeah, less said about West Ham, the better. Yes, indeed. Um, so we'll go into predictions then. Uh, I was the only one to predict a Leeds win. Uh, so more points to me uh, with one game left. So that leaves the scores. Uh, me on 51, you on 47, uh, and Tim on 33. So it's down to the last game, Kevin. Uh, yeah, but there, there were some other predictions at the beginning of the season, weren't there? Of course. Which we need to, we still need to verify how we're scoring these because I can't remember. I'm sure we've had the discussion before, but I can't remember it. Um, and I can't even remember who I uh, tipped to win the league. The, uh, the ones that you predicted are worth, uh, and one are worth half a point, and the ones that I did are worth 20. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> you um, did predict City to win the league. Oh, good. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, but going into that last game, I've gone for a 1 0 West Ham win. You've gone for a 3 0 West Ham win, so you need to be spot on, Kev, because we've both got West Ham wins here. It's going to be 3 0. Okay, and Tim's gone for a 1 1. 
So, uh, and, and Y fours, uh, Gemma and Abby went draws and Marina went Saints win, stupidly. Uh, so the scores remain the same. Gemma on 30, Marina on 29, and Abby on 36. Looks like Abby's won this. Holy fuck. Unlucky. But well done yeah. to Abby. Well done. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, she might be a skate, but, uh, <laughs> she's, she's not, all right. She's not a skate. <laughs> <Can't> <laughs> say she's that. a skater. Yeah. Skater, sorry. She's a skater. Um, <laughs> su- super six, Kev. Uh, round 56 was won by Tom Hennigan, crucially. He got 16. Um, I got 14, by the way. Uh, finished oh. second. Yeah. Um, overall, that has given Tom Hennigan the lead. He leads Jason Lewis by six points on 454. One super six to go. So this is crucial. It could, could be anybody's now in the Super 6. I can't believe it's come down to this. Mm. Uh, are we going to do fantasy football? Yes, because the game week has finished and I'm looking at my points team. And you know what? I see a lot of red. Um, <laughs> Cancello, who I bought to replace uh, the suspended Lewis Dunk, got I think, sent off. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's Cancello. Brighton. I don't care. He's cancelled now. <laughs> Scored me minus three. What I don't get is, right, um, he played nine minutes of that match and then gets sent off, but he still gets a minus one for conceding three goals. How does that work? That's not fair, is it? Nah. He probably didn't concede any goals in this time that he was on the field. Trossard scored on the 50th, mm. uh, Webster scored on the 72nd, and Byrne on the 76th. Your man, Cancelo, got sent off in the 10th minute here. So, yeah, he conceded no goals. Yeah, yeah. So, my team got 48 points. Bamford was in my team. Uh, yes, the shining light. How did you get on? Right, your shining light. So, I think you got the same. Uh, 48 points, yeah. Uh, game week 37. Um, I did make a mistake. I put Calvert Lewin up top and I had Ollie Watkins on the bench. I also have Bamford and he got me 12. But, yeah, if I'd have put Ollie Watkins on. Um, uh, and Michael Keane, yeah, I eat seven points. I, I was going to put him in. It was between him and Dallas. And I thought, I'll put, I'll put Dallas on because he's playing Saints. <laughs> um, mm. And Keane, yeah, gets seven. I made the right decision with Chilwell and Mings. Um, I could have possibly, you know, Wambasaka. I captained Fernandez as well. And I, I think, you know, the only mistake I made really was not putting Michael Keane on. Oh, and Watkins, I suppose. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've basically beaten me. Um, uh, but solidly mid-table in our Podders League. Um, it's between Ollie Post and Matt Markstone for the top spot. They did pretty much the same as us. Yeah. And in our big league, 40th. Yeah, same three as usual. Lucy Heinitz scoring 69, uh, Bobby Brown 55, and Dan Buck on 50. It's consistently scoring big points as well. It's not just um yeah, it's not not luck, is it? It's it's, it's... definitely not. No. It's, it's a skill. It She's is. good at it. She's three hundred and forty fifth in the whole overall rankings. Yeah, fair play. Well done. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Russian phrase this week, Kevin. So this week's Russian phrase is "Dobro pajalovit domoi." Dobro. Pajalovat Damoy. Yeah, welcome home. Welcome home, yes. Very good. Um, okay, that is it for this midweek one for you. Uh, we will be back uh, next week, won't we? Midweek again after the season's finished for episode one, two, three. And then we will, we will do our end of season awards, the shitners, like we did 
last year so that'll be good we'll have um, some guests on for that one so stay tuned for that incidentally I should say that uh, the England team forgot to mention it in the news is supposed to be announced on Tuesday morning sorry Tuesday afternoon 1pm so look out for that to see if so we'll be able to see discuss if, that next time we will with James Wood-Prowse and uh, <laughs> we're going to say Jack Parker Stevens he's <laughs> <laughs> squad uh, James Wood-Prowse and Danny Ings of course but yes, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll look out for that uh, next week. Uh, so until then, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Open at Southampton. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.